0: Welcome to the Reseller's Niche podcast, a show for e-commerce buyers and sellers, where we investigate unique categories of items being bought and sold and show how research equals knowledge equals profit. And now your hosts, Russ and Mo.
1: Howdy, folks. Welcome back to another episode of the Reseller Niche podcast. For everyone listening out there on iTunes and on YouTube, uh, from uh, this is how's it going over there, Russ?
2: It mo, it is a beautiful day in Savannah, Georgia. How are you?
1: I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I want to get right into introducing our fabulous guest over there. Uh, Mr. Wade from Wade's Ventures, um, and I'm going to let him do it himself.
0: Wade, can you take it away? And just give us a brief background for the two people who don't know who you are. Absolutely, guys. So, so I'm actually Wade's Ventures. Um, I um, my name is Wade, and uh, I'm a full time reseller as of a month ago on eBay, Amazon, Poshmark, um, and a few other locations. And uh, really happy to be a part of this. Um, podcast and, and part of this show, Mo and Russ, um, you guys have been amazing. Really cool stuff, and I uh, appreciate you guys inviting me on. Uh, I really interested to kind of see how this how this uh, how this plays out for the next hour. Or so,
1: oh yeah, oh yeah. So Wade wow. is our subject for the show. For um, is basically Wade has is a, has been a reseller for a while, but he's transitioned very recently to going full time. So we're going to be asking Wade some questions about his before, transition, how it is last month or so. He's been full-time, and he's really big on social media. So we're going to really kind of try and delve in a little bit on that, too. So why don't we start, Wade, if you kind of give us a little bit of background about Wade before reselling or the beginnings of reselling.
0: Yeah, so... uh... Not too interesting, but uh, so long story short, I, I went to college and um, didn't graduate. Um, it was uh, just a community college. Uh, moved to Oregon um, probably, man, it's been a while now. It's been almost 10 years. And so I moved to Oregon, got a part-time job at a corporate company, and um, everything was going fantastic. Got a few promotions. I worked out of a, a city called Salem, Oregon, and so uh, that's about 45 minutes from Portland where I'm at. And it uh, was going great. Uh, then moved up to Portland with the promotion and worked there for going on nine years. Um, I had a 401k and a cubicle, a beautiful cubicle, and worked there for a while. And uh, about two years ago, how I got, I've always re- resold locally, a lot of local stuff. And I've, I've done a little bit of eBay back in the day. But really how I got involved with it was I was buying storage units as of like two or three years ago and um you know saw storage wars and um thought well, i wanted to give that a go um did storage units and um and then it just become like a full-blown part-time job it was beautiful i loved it and um so i've been doing a lot of storage units and that's kind of how i got in the game of ebay um was i needed a place to kind of unload all this stuff that i can sell lo- you know that i couldn't sell locally online and uh then started ebay up and did that for a while and and then uh, one of my good friends, Chris Tank in the Bay, decided. You know, we we talked and thought it'd be great for me to be on social media. So, kind of started social media reselling and just kind of the whole thing. And and here I am, as of a month ago, full time reselling, um, talking with you folks.
2: Let me let me ask you about the company you worked for. Not you don't have to give specifics or anything, but what kind of industry was it in?
0: Uh, so I actually worked in uh, perfectly fine. I'm now that I'm not working there, I give that out all the time. So I actually sure. worked for. T-Mobile. Um, T-Mobile. I was in the, okay. yeah. So I didn't work out of a retail store. Um, I was actually a business exec, and so I handled a lot of the big nonprofits. We had like the Columbia Sportswear accounts and uh, Nike and some of the other larger nonprofits here in Oregon. Yeah. And I was basically a glorified manager. is all well. you know. Anytime gotcha. they needed a phone for projects. So and how
2: you said you started out, you were commuting about forty-five minutes away, but then you moved up to Portland. How long was that commute to work every day?
0: Uh, it's not bad. Um, you know, and the commute wasn't too long because we ended up, you know, once I got the promotion from Salem to Portland, I pretty much moved to Portland quite quick. Um, but you can get there and back um, probably less than an hour. Um, so it wasn't too bad. So basically two hours, uh, you know, you can be there and back. But the job was, you know, as of two years ago, I never thought about going full time. I didn't have the the idea of selling full-time I thought I would retire there I was there 10 years and it was a fantastic job for me but you know as the months were going on the last year I realized sitting in that cubicle that I was I quickly realized I was building somebody else's dream I really you know every single day that passed I wanted to leave quicker and quicker and quicker and get home and resell and um the flexibility of that and just the the treasure hunting so you know that's kind of uh you know it, it kind of in my mind, I felt that this was the only option, you know, to to both make me happy and spend more time with the family. So.
1: And was there, I mean, I can remember, um, uh, because I, I was, I had a background in it and I was in a cubicle just like yourself. Um, was there a day or a time or a, like a moment that you said, you know what, this isn't for me?
0: Yes. Yes, there was. Um, Uh, And I'm trying to remember the exact moment. I think it wasn't very pleasant because I got a a really interesting phone call from my boss and I just decided, you know what? Um, I'm tired of working for somebody else. And uh, at the end of the day, you you know, you got to realize like reality from, you know, fantasy. And the fact is, is, you know, I was, I made good money. I mean, you know, I was averaging 160,000 a year working for T-Mobile, which is great pay. Um, And, and a lot of people think, well, they're going to go full time and they're going to take a pay cut and do this full time. I think if you work really hard at reselling, you can make just as much money as you were before, um, but still be your your own boss and own the company. So exactly. At the end of, yeah. So I I don't think I I mean maybe I took a pay cut just to, you know for the initial few months, but I think you know once I get up to speed, I'll be making the same amount of money and have way less stress. I can tell you the the day that I quit, there was so many emotions that was flooding, and I did. You know, I, I I was trying to really like hone in on when you quit your full time job, especially after nine years, going on ten years of working for somebody, uh, you you it's just a weird feeling. You know, for the first two weeks that I was full time, I still in my back of my mind thought that I was still working for T Mobile. Like I had that like, you know, I unfinished business that was back there. And it was really it's a really hard to explain feeling. And it took a couple of weeks to realize, hey, I'm on my own now, you know. Yeah um and so i literally get my last paycheck tomorrow from t-mobile and then i'm officially you know getting paid via whatever i'm doing how how hard i work so it was just a really weird emotion
2: it's just interesting it's it's that indiana jones in the temple of doom moment when he steps across that uh, you know the chasm that he looks in and he steps out and you, you you your foot hits that solid ground and you go Ooh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh is. yes.
0: oh yes. And it's just a really interesting time. I mean, I do I recommend people go full time? Absolutely if you have you, you got to understand is you got you obviously have to have the structure in place and I think that you know, and we'll go into that, but um I think, you know, going full time is what I would I would I have gone full time, you know, sooner. No, I think I did it perfectly. I had you know, had all my ducks in order, had, you know, my eBay business already up and running, you know, because right. I was doing that yeah. part time on the side. So, you know, I don't want to get the wrong impression to where, you know, everybody takes a leap tomorrow or Monday and decides to go full time. It's definitely hard. But I yeah. think you can overcome that by just doing, you know, everything you need it, to get your ducks in line. It, so. it,
2: right. And it depends on your personality and your situation. If um, you you had thought about it, you had your plan B going. As Steven mm-hmm. Peterson likes to say, "Have your plan B. You had it going, and now it's your plan A." Uh, but you know, even there's a lot of people in a situation to where they come in on Friday, and they don't have a job. Yeah. That's that's a perfect time to go full time because now there is no safety net. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. And so yeah, you know, yeah, you just 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 burn them and and, and tear it up. Um, but if you're not if you're not that if you're new in it, I I would never suggest anybody going full time unless it's just an absolute necessity. But yet, as as, uh, Wade, you were in sales, so you know, sometimes that best year of a salesperson is their first year.
0: Yeah. And, you know, there's something for me that even when I was working in the corporate job, I realized that, you know, I had the mentality that I had to hit my numbers each month, you know, to, to pay bills and I think once you're under the gun, you really realize that you've got it. You've got a list. You've got to do the proper steps to really put yourself in a successful situation. And um, and so, you know, and there's a lot of mistakes that I made prior to going full time. And even now, the first month that I've been full time, there's mistakes I made. So definitely a learning process. But, you know, anybody out there that's thinking about going full time, I can tell you that, you know, you'll know when it's ready, when you're ready to go full time. Um, you will know, and, um, there's, we can, we can convince others we're ready or we can convince others is, you know, just as easily, um, as yourself. But I think you really got to know, you know, in your, in your gut is your family, is your friends, you know, are people supporting you to go full time? And then once you're ready, you'll know, and you'll take the leap. So.
1: Okay. And then, I mean, that's a perfect uh, segue. Uh, Could you go into a few details about things that you did to prepare That last few weeks, or maybe the last few months, because you knew you were going full time.
0: Yeah. So um, there's a lot of things that I would have done and I should have done, and and the the things that I can recommend people to do. So, one thing that I recommend is a lot of people have the mindset when they go full time, you know, hey, I'm going to have all this extra time. I can go sourcing now. (laughs) Uh, You know, but I think that's the, I think you probably what you should do. And what I did was as I was transitioning into going full time, I actually sourced while I had that job. So that way when I jumped into full time, I had a plethora of items. Some say with death pile, but I think it's it's a nest egg. So right when you go full time, you then can spend time listing, which is what makes you the money. Um, and so not not spending hours and hours sourcing, you already have you know a good pile that you can start listing, getting your um, eBay account active. And uh, ultimately I think that's the main thing is, when you go full time, you've got to realize on your hands you've got to put, you know, the different things that are going to make you money because that's ultimately what's going to pay your bills. And um, although is a part of that, it's good to have a little nest egg of stuff you can list right away for a few weeks. Um, that's one that I would recommend. And you know, list out the important things that are going to help you make money, and then everything else can kind of be second thought. Yeah, definitely.
2: Wait. Wade, what kind of things um, in that transition or in this last month, what kind of things have you noticed that you're getting the time to do? And then also, like, what are the things that you're cutting out that can be, you know, some people can consider time wasters or not uh, in good for your business?
0: Um, yeah, so that's a good question. So I had, man, I, uh, I've been sleeping in more than I should. <laughs> uh, let's be honest, right? It's uh, So for me, the first couple of weeks, I didn't have a calendar. And I'm not saying you need a calendar, but you need to put down and have a regimen, like a schedule of what you're going to do daily. I know that for me, I thought, okay, I'll just wing it because that's kind of what I did with my full-time job. I had to wing it, right? But I realized that going into full-time, you need a structure, Um, I didn't have a structure for the first two weeks and I'm still actually working on that structure now. Um, so you've got to have, you know, a few hours blocked out for taking pictures, a few hours blocked out for listing. Um, and then you also have cleaning prepping. Obviously this depends on what you're selling too, because clothing is going to be a lot less maintenance than if you're selling, you know, car parts or something like that. Um, but you've got to realize and set, you know, obviously the more important stuff first. And I would say structuring your day, um, waking up earlier than you're typically used to um, so that way you have more time at night to spend with family. Because I can tell you that going full time, the beauty of it is is you can set your own schedule and, and hang out with the family and friends and and source a little bit longer than you're typically used to. But you'll quickly realize that that eats up a good portion of your day and then you got to go back and list and that's what ultimately makes you the money. So structuring your day to where you know puts you in a successful mindset. Um, I think it's really, really key. And then also um, a couple things too that I I started doing was you need to know before you go full-time what your bills are going to be. So that way you know exactly what you need to make monthly for your reselling business to stay afloat. Because I can tell you guys, once you do this, you only get one shot. You can't pay your bills. You're going back to that nine to five. And so you've got to do it correctly.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And then did you notice, obviously your schedule changed from when you had the nine to five and when you didn't, how, I mean, I mean, how did you see that uh, kind of uh, the workflow change in, in terms of what did you focus on more when you went full-time as opposed to when you weren't?
0: Well, it, that's a great question. Um, you know, when I, when I focused, when I went full-time, my focus kind of shifted. And it's It's a little bit different for me because not only do I have eBay, and the different platforms I'm selling on, but I also have social media too, right? So um, Instagram and YouTube and editing videos and the list goes on. So um, for me, I had to like, I changed my mindset. I used to um, I used to package all my stuff up in the mornings, you know, all my uh, shipments and then um, uh, ship them out later that day. Now I've changed it where I'll package at night Because I realized that at the end of the day, I'm kind of tired and I need to do something that can zombie through without much brain power. And then that way also in the morning, you have more time to do what's important because you're fresh, you've got up, you know, and uh, so I've changed it to I'll package things at night, get ready for shipment. So tomorrow, you know, the next day, the following day, I can ship it out and then, you know, start the important stuff, listing, taking photos, stuff that's going to make you the money. And then you know, start structuring like YouTube and Instagram and social media. And I've also blocked out time to where I'll respond to comments on social media and this and that at night, as opposed to during the day when I'm I need to be most productive. So is that a four hour work week type thing or, uh... Oh, geez. <laughs> um, I guys, you know the i <laughs> saying? You leave a 40 hour job for an 80 hour job.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. So that's what they don't I, tell you.
2: And if, if yeah. you're, you know, when I was working in corporate America, when I walked out that door, that job, I didn't think about that job until yeah. the next morning on the drive in. Uh, now it's, you know, 80 hours a week working, but how much brain power are you using? You're constantly thinking you're constantly, yeah. yeah.
1: It's a new member of the family, basically. I mean, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that's
2: good, it's, it's yeah. the it is the member of the family sometimes, and, and okay. you have to you do have to be careful of that because that can take you away from family and take you away from, you know, your yeah, your, your wife says, "What are you thinking about?" Well, eBay, you know, <laughs> sourcing. Yep. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. But I did I did catch one thing, Wade. Though you said when you wake up in the morning and you're fresh and stuff. Now. I can tell right away you're young because when you when you get a lot of these oh, yes. some mornings you don't wake up fresh but <laughs> 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 it takes a lot of coffee to get me fresh in the morning <laughs>
1: that's that's just a perfect segue what is like that first day when you woke up was
0: it was it relief was it
1: fear was it a combination
0: of both what, what was it um, it was really interesting, and and for the viewers that are out there that wondering my age, I am, I am somewhat fresh. I'm 33 so, or 32, actually. Sorry, um, nice. getting good old. I forgetting, yeah, forgetting how old I am. But good, um, good. yeah, so uh, it's the first day. Um, I definitely had a lot of emotions, um, and it's if you have a family, if you have kids, it's it's even magnifies those emotions because you've got you know a family to support. It's a little bit different if you're single. Or you have a little bit less responsibility. Um, so for me, it was tough. Um, the first day, I did actually work on eBay. Got up, um, did sleep in a little bit, and I, in the back of your mind, it was really weird. The time that I was working on eBay, and I had my corporate job, I felt guilty because I felt like I had to be working on the corporate job. But then I knew I was going full time, and it was like a reverse effect. You know, I was thinking about eBay, feeling guilty that I wasn't working on eBay, knowing that I was going full time. So. Um, when I did go full time that first day, it was definitely a flood of emotions. The I don't think it hit me that I didn't work for T-Mobile anymore. Like it had it at that point, it didn't hit me. It felt like I was still working there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and then a few weeks, a few days later, excuse me, that's when it hit me. You know, hey, I am now full time. Yeah, I better get my butt in gear. And that the first two weeks, I can tell you, was just a all over the place. And I, it's one thing I regret. I was definitely not prepared I was prepared a little bit but I wasn't prepared structurally and now I think I am going into week three and four but um, for for those of you who are thinking about going full-time I, and I know Mo you're thinking about going full-time as well
1: I am by the end of summer, you
0: know? yeah so another thing too you got to think too is you got to understand the time in which you're going full-time too clothing slows down these few months yeah right um, yep. and they they kind of creep back up end of third quarter fourth quarter so you also got to understand what you're sourcing these slow months. If you end up going full time or even for your part timers, you may want to consider doing hard goods, which technically sell a little bit better during the summer than, than right. fourth quarter Oh yeah. or excuse me, than, than uh, summer slowdown. So, or then, then close in summer sl- slowdown. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's been interesting, Mo. It's been interesting guys. It's um, it's a really, I don't regret anything. I, I love going full time and I love the freedom. And um, it's almost like, A fire has been lifted, you know, you guys, when you get a new job and you're ready to go, you get go at it. And
2: you've hit the realization too. you've said it a couple of times, Wade, about like what makes you happy. Um, And this is this is from years of experience. You know, I was in corporate America for 20 years after the 10th year. I was unhappy and I can remember the day and the very position and where I was at. And I went, what am I doing? And I put another 10 years in. So you know, people can say, "Well, you, you know, you you put, you know, I I lost tenure. I'm doing this, and I'm ten years out or whatever. But man, I wish I had those those ten years back." To yeah, do what I want. Yeah, to be happy at that end. I
0: I think that's such a great way to put that, Russ. And it's um, you know, to your point, like one thing that you gotta you gotta ask yourself too is this, you know, are you gonna be a happier person? Person doing this, you know. I think a lot of time when I was in corporate America, um, there may have been stuff that I was unhappy about that I could have changed to make it a better situation. Um, but then there was also stuff that corporate America did that just obviously that's corporate America, and that's just the, the you know the the dark spot of working for you know a, a big corporation like that, right. and it just comes with the territory. So um, when I went full time, you also got to make sure your wife is good with it, because guys your house is going to full it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy with inventory like i see my garage now so make sure your 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 family is okay with it but yeah that's
2: you mean you mean the the dining room table is is not only the dining room table what are you talking about i have this argument with my wife i'm like what are you putting food on my shipping station for
0: (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) exactly yeah no i um, Ashley, if you're watching, you're beautiful, and I appreciate you putting up with all my stuff in the house. So we'll just leave it <laughs> at that. Yeah, it's so, uh, let's impressive. let's
1: focus in on the platforms. Have they changed, like, from before you started going full time to now? Uh, did specifically, like, are you like FBA,
0: eBay, Posh? But I know Poshmark is relatively recent for you. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, I think one one major thing for me when I was going full time is you need to have your eggs in multiple baskets. Um, You know, a lot of people, they're diehard eBay fans, which is fantastic. Um, But you need to kind of branch out in multiple platforms, have multiple income coming in, especially in these slower months. And so, you know, I put out a post on Instagram the other day and I was in Salvation Army and I was sourcing for eBay. However, I did go in there and saw some stuff for Amazon FBA, which is basically fulfilled by Amazon. And um, had I not been on Amazon, I would have not been able to purchase that merchandise. And um, so, you know, you kind of you really got to make sure that you're managing your time correctly and um, being on multiple platforms and bailing on a source in one location for multiple platforms. I think it really helps when you're full time and you want to have money coming in constantly, you know, because if it's slow on eBay, you're not making any money. But, you know, if it's slow on a lot of the platforms, at least you're getting something trickling in from Poshmark you know, eBay, and I'm doing Amazon FBA to answer your question. I'm not doing a fulfilled by merchant, but um, um, I am working on, you know, um, uh, maybe doing a little Etsy as well, but being on those multiple platforms to get, you know, income in coming in from different directions. That makes
2: sense. Have you tried that Macquarie yet?
0: I haven't. I haven't. I I, I really want to actually. Um, I, I
2: tell you, uh, we had Shane on a couple of weeks ago. We had him on again this week. But Shane and uh, he kind of got me going. He said, "You know, Macari's easy," and I I did. I I recommend being on Macari also, um, and I like the aspect of keeping Macari inventory. Macari inventory, just like you keep your eBay and Amazon inventory, different. But mm-hmm. I was really impressed, Wade, with that app. I, I suggest everybody take a look at it.
1: I, I need to do that too. I haven't touched it yet. Yeah, I, I've I,
2: actually got some sales on it already. Nice. So. Huh. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what counts.
1: That's, yeah. No. Yes. Yeah, that's that's the ultimate grade. Does it sell? Yeah. Does it work?
2: Right. Right.
1: Okay. Okay. So then, I I know you do. So you've got Poshmark, which is newer. Was there anything that you cut out from what you were doing before now, or kind of slowed down? Because I know you don't do you know. Um, certain things but
0: yeah so that's a good question because when I was um, when I was doing these storage units because that's kind of what really got me into all this right I was purchasing you know seven to eight storage units a month which doesn't seem like a lot but remember we're talking five to you know five by tens ten by 20s I mean this is a lot of merchandise so um, what I was doing was when I was purchasing these storage units I was kind of doing a lot of local sales not much eBay and online and then when I had to shift over to the corporate job, I realized that when you have a baby, you don't want a bunch of people coming to the house and it limits your time. That's when I kind of went online for most of my stuff. Now, the transition going into full time, I realize now that I do need to mix it up a little bit and sell locally again. And so that's one thing that I'm focusing on now too as well when, you, when I get some of these bigger bulky stuff. I, I now will sell locally. Um, and um, you know, Facebook Marketplace, offer up, let go, are three good locations. I also um, buy stuff from Craigslist with buy ads as well, vintage Nike and other items. So, really, the local game is going to perk up for me, I believe. And then also, one thing I didn't do in the past, and I will do now, is uh, wholesale. I I firmly believe that for me to be successful, at least, I want to have at least twenty five percent of my business with replenishables, stuff that you can buy at multiple quantities. That makes sense. Um, and then have the rest one-offs because I do love that one-off game and the margins are amazing.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. And what is the local market
0: like? Because I'm not from your area, so what is that like? Buying wise, selling wise? I think it's fantastic here in Portland. It's like, we have we're we're so blessed. We have Adidas, we have um, Nike, we have um, you know the um, uh, we have Columbia sportswear here. Um, you know, I get a lot of Pendleton stuff here. Um, We just have so many good and I do a lot of clothing guys. You can see in the back of me. It's a bunch of bins I love clothing, especially when I was set at the uh, you know When I was doing this part-time because you can fit a ton of clothes in one location Yeah, Um, so yeah, it's we're blessed in this area. But for the local game. I get a lot of a lot of cool stuff here Um, now there isn't a lot of Manufacturers, there's not a lot of wholesale deals here like there is in California. Um, but for the one-offs and the kind of cool stuff, I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty big here. I mean, it's a we're in a really dense populated area here in Portland. So,
1: oh yeah, we were how's looking. Your, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Russ.
2: Uh, how's your buyers? Are are you having pretty good success? I know, like one of the problems people always say is you know the no shows and stuff like that. <laughs> to me, from what I understand of your area, pretty progressive. People are going to be a little bit more attentive to other people. Like, hey, if you're if I'm saying I'm going to meet you they're going to meet. Uh, do you yeah. find
0: that? Okay. Yeah. So there, there's, there's a lot of different things. You know, there's a lot of ways that you can sell locally. Um, a lot of people would rather meet somebody at a location close to their house. Some people don't mind if you, if they, they, you you meet them at your house and you sell out of your house. Um, for me, it was, it was where I was doing a lot of, you know, location, Buys and sells now, you know, it doesn't necessarily matter too much if they come to the house because they don't come in the house. um, And I'll sell it right out of the house. And that one way you can, you know, one up the good thing about that is you can kind of save time. I think that there is going to be those buyers that say they're going to come out to you and they never do. Um, And yeah, and you can kind of put that in your ad too. Like everybody puts only serious buyers, but in my ads, I actually put a phone number down and when they text me and they don't just do a one-liner, I know they're somewhat serious and, you know, I can meet them. And, and, uh, and a lot of, um, cell phone companies now coming from a cell phone world, you can have multiple numbers on one phone now. So if you guys are scared to give your personal number out, you can do a secondary number at no cost with T-Mobile at least. And, uh, and then, you know, have that be your local. I did not know that because I have
1: T-Mobile too. So
0: <laughs> okay. yeah, it's, it's called tip. digits. And you can have to six numbers on one phone at no cost. And um, so you can create your own, you know, and, and you can label them to work, Craigslist, whatever. And then it'll pop up. Um, so that way you, you then can have that number, you, you know, know, attuned yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Okay.
0: That, that's, I'm going to do that, I think.
2: I've gotten okay. where I'm not real concerned about people, if, especially through like Facebook app and stuff. Because the minute somebody goes to buy something from you or you go to buy from them, you're hitting that profile. You're gonna look at them.
1: That's true. You're,
2: you're, you're making a judgment call right yep. there. Man, eh, you know, if they look sketchy, you mm-hmm. probably get, yeah, now yeah, we're gonna meet in front of the police station. But, <laughs> it, it, you know, yeah. Cra- Craigslist had such a problem, you didn't know who you were meeting. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. and uh, so they got into that issue. But yeah, I've gotten more and more laxed on, like, yeah, you know, we live in a, a fourplex. So it's like, yeah, come on over and meet you downstairs. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Yep. Yeah. 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 That, it's, uh, you know, it's everybody has it, local sales, I think, are a big portion of, of you know, your business when you're full time. You've got to get rid of stuff. And obviously it's cash in hand. Uh, so cash in uh, hand. Oh,
2: yeah. man. Yeah. Okay. Cash is king.
1: That's, that's true. Um, what about like, the,
0: are you a big thrifter or uh, RA, uh, OA? Gosh. I am, a, I am the biggest. Um, I want to say, I don't, I can't come up with a good word for it. Probably a mutt because I'm a combination of everything you go, you go on my Instagram and you see, you'll see me at Goodwill. And the next day you'll see me do a bulk buy. And the next day you'll see me do, you know, retail arbitrage, you know, it's just, I, I'm right. I right now I'm in the testing phase. I I'm kind of in the honeymoon phase where I'm full time and I just want to go everywhere and kind of experience everything. And, um, you know, I'm watching people like Craigslist Hunter Pete, he's, picking up these crazy, you know, electronics. And now I'm trying to dabble in that a little bit. Um, but to be honest, I would say most of my opportunities now are thrifting Goodwills, Salvation Armies for vintage clothing. And then I'll do a lot of, you know, I do have relationships with a few store managers at Salvation Armies and I get bulk buys there constantly. And then I, I am working on, my goal is every other day to do five phone calls to wholesalers. And get that relationship going because replenishables, I want to be a good portion of my business. Um, so you know, there's, there's, and then I also do buy ads, so I'll put buy ads on Craigslist for people that have vintage Nike because a good portion of my store I've got, you know, I think 2,300 items on eBay now, and I would say 40% of that is vintage Nike. So, you know, there's a lot of ways that I'll, 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 and I'm in a good area for vintage Nike or Nike anything really, so there's a lot of ways that I'll all dabbling you know reselling currently but amazon's a little bit on the back burner but now that i've been full-time i've been doing a little bit more amazon fba and um you know scanning stuff you can do a lot of a lot of people do walmart's um even um a lot of people will find good stuff at dollar trees dollar generals um for amazon fba and 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 fulfilled by merchants so
2: now nike vintage nike is your bread and butter but is it is it your passion
0: What's, yeah, I what's would your say,
2: passion on that? Is it, is it also your passion? Like, Oh, when you find them, you're like, yeah, maybe. Yes.
0: Oh okay, yes. Cool. I, I, um, there's nothing. So there's a few things that you can do on eBay and I don't want to say this word lightly. Like I would say recession proof. And the reason I mean that the, the re, you know, it, if you get bread and butter stuff like, you know, Abercrombie or just stuff that there's a million of it online, you're going to have a little bit harder time sometimes. But when you, Get one-off vintage stuff, whether it's Nike or anything. Um, you're gonna you're gonna really see that there's a lot, obviously a lot less online, and so you'll start selling your sell-through rate be high, and that's one reason I love vintage stuff. My sell-through rate's pretty high. Um, I've got one-off stuff, and I think that's that's the love that will never go away, and that's the reason I would never really fully want to go to you know, Amazon FBA and just continuously do that.
1: So I I think I'm the same way. And that actually perfectly leads into my next question. Since I know you're big on vintage Nike, what have you run into uh, fakes or have people kind of alluded to that? And I know there's, you know, on Instagram, there's people, you know, Nike's cracking down on this, that, and
0: the other. What's your experience with that? I, I definitely run into fakes. And the funny thing is, is it's it's tough too when you're first starting out to like spot this stuff, and that's why I think it's incredibly important to be on social media because there's been times even myself where I've run across something that I've had, you know, questions about that I didn't know of, and I, I throw it on Instagram and then I can get a response back with people that are much more knowledgeable than I am, and um, so there's been cases where even Ross dressed for less what will happen is is um, people will get these uh, Nikes and they'll take off the pouches and they'll put fake pouches on and then return the item and nobody at the store knows about Nikes, so they'll just take their returned item. If you um, could just
1: go back and explain that for anyone that maybe doesn't
0: know what that is. Yeah, so Ross Dress for Less is a good way to... Purchase items, for example, Nike cleats, and and there's a Ross Burlington Marshalls, a good person of the reselling community purchases Nikes and other um, shoes and, and sportswear and pretty much anything from those locations and then resells it on eBay. And you know, you've got to be careful when you're purchasing stuff because a lot of people um, realize they think that going to a big box store, they're protected, that the item is not, you know. Yeah. Um, fake but what a lot of people will do on ross is they'll take jerseys or um, different products especially with nike and they'll take off some of the emblems or embellish stuff or anything like that and they'll and then they'll put on some fake ones they'll go back and return that item that they purchased and they'll and then you know the store clerks will have no idea that that's a fake they'll take the item back and they'll put it on the shelf so you've really got to be careful and i think like i said that's it's really important to surround yourself with people that you're interested, you know, surround yourself with people that are, have the same interests as you on social media, especially Instagram. And that way, if you run across something that you see, maybe possibly the stitching's wrong, you can put it on there and then they can kind of gauge it from there. And and that will protect you. There was a scare about Nike. And um, I don't know if you want me to go into that, but you know, there's a lot of things that you got to be, you know, cognizant of when you're purchasing. Um, And, and I, I think one thing too is Nike. They originally weren't on Amazon, and then they they started coming on Amazon, and then they blocked all these new sellers from selling Nike. Right.
1: Yeah, you know,
0: that was calculated. You know, yeah. um, that was definitely calculated. So I'm wondering if, I, and again, I don't want to put conspiracies out there, but I'm wondering if that's kind of the direction they're going with eBay a little bit. Like, eventually, will they sell on eBay? I don't know. I'm just saying that. They're they're definitely cracking down on Nike resellers on eBay and and a good yeah. portion of that is because they're purchasing people are purchasing these shoes and they have defects but they're selling them new and they're just trying to protect their brands and obviously it doesn't hurt if there's less people selling it so Yeah, I don't
1: think you're off with that. I kind of think the same thing. I mean, uh I mean it's all about profit at the end of the day. So if they can yeah. kind of max out um their profits and it's kind of like the Amazon effect in a sense, too. You know, they gate categories bit by bit by bit. So Nike is mm-hmm. looking at their own, you know, shoes. You know, a lot of people are not are not ungated for Jordans, um, mm-hmm. but you could sell other Nikes, for example, on FBA or Amazon in general. So, yep. um,
2: yeah, at the, at the end of the day, uh, Nike, I know, things are more- Nike, yeah, but at, at the end of the day, Mo, we've talked about this many a times. Nike wants us to buy brand new shoes.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah Which that makes sense. sense. They're not a big fan of the reselling market at all. I wouldn't, you know, and like I said, it's, you just got to protect yourself. You got to make sure if there's mm-hmm. anything, any scuffs, any flaws, you put that in the listing. Um, and just because you're buying it from a Ross or Burlington or Marshalls, doesn't necessarily mean that that shoe is in pristine, you know, new condition. You just got to make sure you put that in your listing. And that's, that's where they're getting right people. There.
2: Yeah. 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 Disclosure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely. Okay. So we've got, we've talked about eBay a little bit. We've talked about Amazon a little bit. Can you go into how you got into Poshmark and a little bit about how you're doing with
0: uh, Poshmark right now? Yeah. So I've got some, um, I'm, man, I just started dabbling in Poshmark. It's a completely different animal. Um, it's a social media based platform. And um, I've been doing a lot on my YouTube channel, getting Poshmark, you know, um, high-end Poshmark sellers on there because I'm trying to learn. And again, guys, try to associate yourself. And that's the beautiful thing about Instagram is if you're interested in Poshmark, you can follow a bunch of Poshmark people. And then if the next day you're interested in selling electronics, you can follow a bunch of electronics people. So um, I've been trying to get in Poshmark. I've got about um, going on uh, only about 300 items on there now. I'm trying to get up to about 1,000 in the next month. And um, Poshmark is really cool in many ways. They've got a better shipping program than eBay. For example, the buyer pays the shipping. And um, so if you price an item on eBay for $30 with free shipping, you're paying the shipping. On Poshmark, I'd price that same item for $24 because their shipping is right around 6 bucks. And then um, the cool thing about Poshmark is the shipping is anything that if if you sell a t-shirt the buyer pays shipping and you can put that t-shirt in any flat rate priority box or um padded padded poly or whatever you want to do and ship it off um, and it's the same exact cost because the buyer paid it so the shipping is a lot more simplistic um the fees are way more simplistic you know they they charge 20 percent, but right when you list the item they'll tell you exactly what your profit's going to be um so there's so many different pluses to poshmark now um, it does get a little bit strange because, you know, everybody gets hung up on the fact that you got to share your closet and you've got to you know, share other people's closet. I think once you get on there for a day and you list one item, you'll realize that's very, very simple. And um, it's really just a sharing platform. And like I said, Mo and Russ, it's really important when you're full time or even part time and you're thinking about going full time to, to try these different platforms out. Um, and just experience it because you have no idea if you're going to fall in love. Um, you know, it took me forever to start Poshmark, and I really wish I would have just dove into it day one as opposed to waiting two months. So, and, and then
1: when you started, because I've barely listed on Poshmark, so you, you've listed it sounds like at least a little bit list when you started on eBay. When you started on Poshmark, I mean, was it a lot more difficult, easier? Would you say it, it, you gained something because you already knew eBay?
0: Yeah, um, I would say I gained a little bit because, you know, and, and what I mean by that is if you're selling online already, it's going to make your barrier to entry, you know, it, it's going to be easier, right? But 100% Poshmark is definitely easier than eBay. Um, I think it's definitely easier for the, if If I sat down my grandma right now and I said, hey, you know, and I teach her Poshmark and eBay, I can teach her Poshmark 10 times quicker than I could eBay. Um, you can do a lot from your phone. It's very simple. Um, it takes me, you know, nine times less to, to list the same item on Poshmark as it does eBay. Now it's really easy for me because what I'll, my, my the way I do it is I'll list on eBay um, and then I'll just transition the title, the description and the photos to my phone on Poshmark and it takes me two seconds to cross post. Um, but that being said, I would highly recommend Poshmark. Uh, and, and it's really becoming a um, both men's and women's platform where that you know, up until recently, they never had men's there. And I think that they did do a round of funding and they'll soon offer international hints, hints. You know, once Poshmark goes international, I think it's going to be even that much better. So, definitely experience that as a new platform and, and do it day one, at least do it now so nobody steals your name.
1: That well, makes you sense. And is it hard goods, uh,
0: are hard goods allowed in any way? No. Uh, well, I, I they do sell makeup, um, okay. stuff like that. But, I, you know, you couldn't sell like a TV or, you know, who knows, maybe in the future. Um, you know, they never thought that they would do men's and now they do. And they never thought they'd do international and now That's they true. will soon. So, yeah. Okay. So,
2: What about vintage hats? It, it, I love my vintage hats. So, snapbacks yes. and stuff. I would recommend want.
0: Etsy. Etsy for anything like that, that vintage stuff sells really well on Etsy. But to your point, Russ, um, yeah, you definitely can sell vintage stuff on Poshmark. I saw a lot of it and I get a lot of views which are likes on Poshmark with my vintage Nike. So any um, any clothes at all. And, and the, the return process is so easy on Poshmark. In fact, there is no returns unless there was a flaw that the buyer saw that wasn't in your listing. They can open a case but there there is no return so you'll find that your return rate is way low on poshmark
1: Hmm. okay okay so that's i think that's a perfect segue into social media in general because social poshmarks more of a social media led platform so i know you started with youtube it's probably going on a year now i'm guessing
0: why why youtube why did you think of youtube first or, or was youtube even first i'm not even sure Gosh, YouTube is so amazing. Guys, you know, Mo, you know, like Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays on my YouTube channel, the purpose of this is to invite amazing resellers on my channel. So uh, let, me, can, let me just cut you off real fast. Let, oh, yeah? uh, I'm going to steal this from your show. Let, uh, let everybody yeah. know how to get a hold of you. Yes, yes, absolutely, guys. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so it's Wade's Ventures on YouTube, and you can just type in Wade's Ventures, where so, you can go to uh, Instagram, and you can go to my link tree, and it's there as well. And, um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of lifting people up on social media. In fact, I don't think it's competition. I want everybody to be at a million subscribers. I want to, I want to uncover really cool talents in the reselling community. And, um, that's the purpose Mondays, Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays for me. So to answer your question, Mo, the reselling and, and being on YouTube and being on Instagram, I would not be the reseller I am today without social media. Um, it does so many different things for me and I'll list a few. For example, um, it holds me accountable. Um, so it holds me accountable. So I feel like my audience, I cannot let them down with social media. I feel like I have to be at my peak performance. And so I'm going to list more. I'm going to sell more. It holds me accountable. The second thing it does that people don't realize is when I'm creating this content 10 years from now, I want my family, my, my kids that are now small and when they get big, I want them to see me live. I want them to see their dad when it, he's young and spry. So, a lot of people think it's just for reselling, but it's really not. It's for your family to go back in time and watch you. It's like a documented journey, right? Yeah. Um, and then so, and the third thing too is that the fact that you have access to so many cool people, I can meet so many amazing people, so many really cool resellers, different techniques that they use. I can go on your podcast and listen to you guys. And learn something new i can go to another one and learn something you know it's it's incredible the access that you get um and then of course as you get bigger and as you get bigger you're going to get you know different um doors will open wholesalers will reach out to you and say hey i've got these products local resellers that are no longer in the game want you to purchase their inventory so you'll get a lot more access there you know you'll get invited you know to ebay open and you know different uh you know social events um, so obviously it, it, de- and then ob- you get paid on YouTube, you know, once you get to the threshold, you need to. So that being said, guys, um, social media plays a big, big, um, uh, part of my, you know, it's a big part of my life now. And, uh, it never used to be, I mean, as of eight months ago, my wife was doing the hashtags on my Instagram for me, you know, that's <laughs> no joke. I would send her a picture and she would do the hashtags. So, um, it's, uh. You know, and, and now I've got I'm going on 13,000 followers on Instagram, right? So, um, I don't know why all these crazy people are following me because I don't have anything really cool to do or say. But uh, I appreciate everybody that follows my journey and everybody that follows your guys's journeys and everybody that supports um, the growth of social media. Because and that leads me to my last point. Um, I a lot of people come up to me and say, "Hey, wait, is it too late to start a YouTube channel? It is not too late. It's Beginning stages of starting social media. I'm telling you now, it's, this is the beginning stages. Um, soon I'll be able to put something on my eyes, like glasses or something, and, and you know be like, right, like I'm right next to you guys doing this interview. So no, beginning stages of social media, guys jump into it. And if the worst case scenario, if you don't wanna put yourself out there on the internet, at least make these videos on YouTube and put yourself private, um, where nobody else can see the video, but you can still upload your journey to go back to and so uh, I watch those videos. So. I wish I'd known that. That
1: I, I figured that part out recently because uh, I was always scared to go. We, we started our show. We, we did podcasts only. So we've kind of gone a little bit into videos as well. So, no, that, that's, that's an awesome point right there. And then, yeah. like, with Instagram, too, how have you kind of uh, – it seems like you've grown so much on Instagram in such a short amount of time. Has, has that gone hand-in-hand hand with YouTube
0: or – Uh, the reason I, well, Instagram is a completely, you know, I, I go on Instagram because I want to, I want to meet many, I use Instagram as a tool to make me a better reseller. And then on top of that, uh, uh, you know, uncover people for YouTube. So I'll go on Instagram. I'll find really cool people that I think would be really great online and I'll put them on my YouTube channel and, and, and then show them to the world. So, um, the Instagram to your point, Start Instagram today if you're not already first. And second of all, try to grow your Instagram because what happens is you guys saw that article, right? Soon you're gonna be able to sell clothing and different items off of Instagram. Right. Which means no fees um, except PayPal. And so there's always opportunity. Remember, we're in a we're in a very competitive world. So anything that you're interested in, whether it's social media or eBay, they're constantly evolving, which means more features and options for you. So you know, always come into it thinking that you'll do your best, um, you know, and do the best you can with whatever you're doing, whether it's social media or your current job. I mean, you got to be doing it anyways. So might as well try to do the best you can. And that way when they roll out new features, you'll be one of the first to be able to experience it, and it will better your life for the better. But yeah, social media has been, uh, you know, Instagram in general has been fantastic. And, um, I've met so many amazing people there. We, you know, we, um, and and the, the, it's crazy. I am so addicted to watching Insta Stories now with some resellers and their bulk buys. <laughs> I get people randomly messaging me saying, "Hey, there's a coupon. Use this coupon." Um, you know, they'll send me coupons to use. So, yeah, no, oh, it's uh, a it's cool. a big it's a it's an awesome thing.
2: You know, wait. Do you feel this too? As I know some of the bigger YouTube channels. You know, they're getting endorsement deals now too, mm-hmm. and. My feeling is they're going to feed down into the masses that way. Where if you've got, you know, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollar or a hundred, two hundred thousand Instagram followers, Nike's going to pay you to set your put put their Nike logo on your shirt.
0: Yeah, it's Just, social yeah, media, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's getting it's getting. Yeah, uh, here's the thing I found. One, one thing that I hope that comes across, at least with my accounts, is I want to be 100% transparent. For me, I don't have to like, have a persona that I'm doing really good. If I'm doing bad, then I want to put that on the web, too. I want to show people everything. So um, I think you have to be authentic when you're doing social media as much as you possibly can. And if you get big, great. Um, I can tell you that with a little effort, um, a lot of people will follow you, but a massive amount will follow you if you're genuine. So, you definitely yeah, got to yeah. be genuine on social media.
2: Yeah. There's a, a couple that I followed for years now up in your area, um, Pure Living for, for Life. And they're very genuine. They started out, you know, as a homes They did homestead. Their views, they get like a million per view now. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, it very, it, yeah. It's just a neat channel to watch. They're building a homestead from nothing. So, it's kind of neat to see. From that, but yeah, that a good great point. You know, the genuine and the funny thing is, is we can spot the fake pretty quickly. Just just you know, you're you're human. You're gonna go, eh? Okay,
0: yeah. Yep, and and people know when you're trying too hard. Um, You know, there was this. I keep I keep bringing this up, but there's this construction worker on YouTube, and he literally put a video out how to do a ten by ten concrete slab. And um, in, his, in his title, he put how to pour a concrete slab. That's it. And it's got 4 million views. Um, and it's this guy with no audio. <laughs> he has no audio and he's out there pouring yeah. a concrete yeah. slab. So like there's no excuses now. Here's the thing. I think you guys will agree with me. And I used to be closed-minded. I used to like want to do stuff but not do it. You're only going to regret what you don't do. You will never regret what you've tried. So um, yep. it, I think that if you, if there's something that you want to do and you don't do it, you're always going to regret it until the day you do it. So just might as well jump in, try it out. And I can tell you what, um, all you need is your phone to, to do a video on YouTube and all you need is your phone to do a live on Instagram. And so just try it out, reach out to me. I will boost you, you know, it's, I think uh, you're hundred percent right
1: about that. That guy with a cement, I watched somebody pour a pool with no audio this weekend like how to extend like, your pool out or something like that i don't even well, have what's,
2: a pool. so what's I mean. the one one guy in new zealand or whatever the ancient technology or have you ever watched those
1: i probably I have,
2: have oh man I, this guy goes through like how to build a mud hut Jeez. and he, i guess yeah he's one of the one of the biggest uh youtubes that makes perfect I mean, just, sense yeah because the yeah, and He toy says toys. he says nothing and he just goes through how to build this thing and he's of course He's got a lot of copycats now, yeah. but yeah, um, yeah, it's just uh, Found That's him what? on reddit type thing yeah, just, he just whole, there, uh,
1: toy yeah. came thing. Have you ever seen those kids like four-year-olds that watch people opening gifts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first That's one. Awesome. Yeah, the first lady that did that she didn't have any audio at first She just saw her hands and she would just crumple the paper and people like the sound of that I guess
0: and it's got like 20
1: million per, I can't explain it, but it's addictive, I guess. But okay. Yeah. I need to make an unboxing video
0: for uh, something. <laughs> it's yeah. And that, like I said, it's, I get an, I get, honestly, it, it's really fun for me. So Everybody does interviews on YouTube, but it's really fun for me to take somebody that's never been on YouTube and put them live with me with a hundred people watching. Um, because you you truly see who they are. Yeah. Um, you find you get yeah. this really cool person that resells part time, full time, doesn't matter. And then you put them live with hundred people and so many really cool people in chat commenting, and you can ask them questions, and not only reselling related, but how they got there, how that you know what led them to that point of reselling. And it's a natural high for me to do that, and that's why I do it three times a week, is because. Three times a week, I can get really cool people and uncover really cool stuff. And there's a lot of techniques that they have that I never heard of, you know? So yeah. it's a really interesting way to interview. But again, it takes a lot of courage to start that. I mean, can you imagine never being on um, YouTube and all of a sudden you're, you're live? So uh, I commend people who are thinking about it. Just take the leap and try it out. You will love social media.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It gets addictive too. So, so any yes. big plans for your channel, anything that, you know, you're thinking about doing, you
0: haven't implemented yet. Um, so I am doing, um, I've got about 20 videos of just how to videos that I'm doing once a week. Um, last week I did how to ship a hat with a Ziploc bag. Um, so I'm just doing different ways that I, you know, just run my business every week. And then Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, I'll do the interviews um, I will be going to eBay open, so um, I'll probably be doing a lot of lives there. But in regards to just my, my structure with my YouTube, I don't know. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing now. Um, but I, I, I am working on a lot of collaborations. We're doing some collaboration videos too. So it's just been a really, really cool time. I think I'm a better person after joining social media. And guys, I've only been on here for about a year. Um, and even then, I only created four videos on YouTube and I took four months off. So really seven months is what I've been doing. And I mean, if you go back on my Instagram, you'll notice that my first post was, you know, less than a year ago. So, you know, you're talking to somebody that never even had Instagram downloaded on his phone. And now I, I do. So um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's been a really cool time. I think it's made me a better person um, being able to meet so many cool people. And remember reselling is a lonely gig. You got your family, but, how many times can you talk about reselling to your family before they, you know, tune you out? So, um, all you guys are my coworkers, <laughs> right?
2: We've all chased our spouse around going, look at this, look at this, look at this. Uh, yeah. You see, you it,
1: get the it, eye roll. Wait, yeah.
0: Okay, you get that, here
2: we
1: go again. That,
2: yeah, That's great. That's great. No, look, it's it. No, that's great. Yeah, But God bless them because they do have to put up with us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a little, I've got one last tip guys. Yes. If your spouse is on the fence, if your spouse is on the fence with reselling, you need to download the apps that you're reselling on onto their phone. Um, so if they're iffy on eBay, download the PayPal and eBay app on their phone. So when the item starts selling, they'll get involved. Oh, oh yeah,
2: that's changed. ching yes. yeah. Oh yeah, that's changed a lot. Of, a lot. <laughs> yes. I'm I'm really blessed, Wade. My wife is now 100%. And I mean, she sources with me, she lists with me. I mean, it's like it's been great to double our business. And uh, so, I, you know, people that are getting to that point,
0: you know, it, it is
2: wonderful to have that.
0: Isn't that really cool to be able to like spend time with your wife with something you both enjoy that can make you guys money? Um, I think it's really cool. I'm hoping to be there in two months. We'll see.
1: We'll You'll see. She's, done, still, she's a full time biotech, so we'll see by September. So okay, so we're gonna do something kind of off the wall a little bit. Just some rapid fire, random questions. Nothing crazy, but they may be may not be reselling related. So we'll start with something easy. Um, okay, Russ, you want to get started or?
2: Uh, go ahead, Mo. I I know we're getting right, we're getting cool. tied on time, so go yeah. ahead and shoot them so, off.
1: Um, actually, when, before we do that, let's go to the chat real fast because I just saw a question that I just passed on. Uh. Uh Rising Grind Picker was asking Shane. Uh let's see. Do you do a spreadsheet for tax purposes? I have GoDaddy and Posh does not import directly, which is a huge downfall. Uh, did you have any uh
0: Yes. I, I actually have um I don't know if um Rise and Grind actually knew that I, I use GoDaddy. I love GoDaddy because it auto-syncs most stuff. So it will auto-sync your eBay. Fees, what you sold it for, all that information. will give you profit and loss. Um, it'll auto sync your your PayPal and most other platforms, your credit, debit card, business accounts. Um, but it does have issues with Poshmark. I would assume that that would get fixed soon. I don't know. Um, Poshmark is a new platform still, so. But I do have a a, a, a a spreadsheet that I use, and if you want, I can send it out to you, okay. um, and that that helps. Though I can. There's two things that you need to realize when you go full time. Time management, and you need to manage your money, and w- whether you get a simple spreadsheet or you get you know uh, auto sync, GoDaddy daddy, if you're not on Poshmark, or it's just something you got. You got to know your numbers when you're full time. So yeah. know your numbers. Um, you got. And, and yeah. two, there, there's been so many times that people purchase stuff, and then they realize that um, you know when they sell it, they didn't make any money on it. Um, you know, so you got to know what you're buying stuff for. If you buy 100 items, and you know one item is a dollar, one, one item is three dollars, average all the items out. And then that's your total cost of what you spend on the goods. And then when you sell it, minus the fees and make sure you're actually making money.
1: Okay. So. That, that makes, that makes good sense. And I need to look into that. Okay. So I'm going to ask a couple questions real fast. Okay. Uh, any YouTubers that you watch or social media people that are not reselling related uh, that you could recommend? Is it just, uh, you know, just to take the time away that kind of help in a different way?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, there's two people. Um, uh, Desi Hernandez is a life coach. Um, guys, our brain is constantly moving, and we need people to untangle our brain, and we need exactly. somebody to talk to that. We need somebody to talk to that's not your wife and kids, right? So, um, there's a lot of life coaches out there that are virtually free, um, and Desi only is ten bucks a month, and I have access to her, and I can talk to her, tell her what my issues are, and she can unravel my brain. Um, so that's our YouTube channel. Another one, guys, is if you're starting YouTube up, you need to follow YouTubers that teach people how to YouTube. and one I recommend is called Creator Fundamentals. Mm-hmm. So if you have a YouTube channel up, Creator Fundamentals, the guy has just started a channel as an example and has already reached ten thousand followers in a few months. and he all he does is teach people how to do YouTube, and you think it's easy, but it, it does take a lot of technique and that's one YouTube channel that I would recommend following creator fundamentals. Um, and obviously there's other programs like, you know, um, to buddy and stuff that you can download that are free to help you with that as well. Yeah. Download that. This what's, week, your,
2: what's, your, what's your guilty pleasure on YouTube? Wait.
0: Oh man. I've got two of them. I've got three of them. Um, I love watching Marvel Marvel videos. Like, you know, the, the new video that came out you can watch like Thanos versus the Hulk. Um, I love, I can sit there and watch this all day long because there's so many different like characters and you stuff. Like
2: the, you like the fan made ones? Yeah,
0: well, yes. It, yes. Either,
2: yeah. Yeah. All the, Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: The ones that get a million views in an hour. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I, I love watching that. I love storage, live storage unit videos. I love watching videos that have live storage units. So I'll type in live storage <laughs> unit. And then you can filter by this week, this month. So you can do, you know, um, newer stuff. And then the last thing is I love typing in eBay. I know it's reselling related, but eBay reseller. And then filter by week. And then also look at the lowest amount of views. And then I can uncover really cool people that just started, you know, YouTube that are reselling. It's
1: like a reverse search.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nice. Now we've come, we've hit the hour mark, so I don't want to hold... (laughs) wait for any longer because I know he's got some other stuff to do. So if you could just real quick, tell people how they can get a hold of you, where you'll be next and uh, all that good stuff.
0: Yeah. So before I, before I do that, I just want to say, I appreciate, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, thank you. You know, as you you guys, yeah. And and everybody that's watching this now live and everybody's watching this after the fact, um, I had Mo on my YouTube channel and we talked for an hour and it's already approaching a thousand views really cool people that'll watch that. And I just want to say, um, I definitely want to have you guys back on my YouTube channel. You guys bring in a lot of value. I hope that we can highlight this YouTube channel more. Um, cause I think that you guys definitely need to be in the spotlight. You do really cool stuff. So I just want to say, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, Thank you. and pe- yeah, people can find me on, um, if you go to Wade's ventures, um, all my social media is the same name. It's Wade's ventures on YouTube, Wade's ventures on Instagram. And, um, if you're starting social media guys and you're just getting into it make sure that your name is the same across all platforms so when you get um when you get when people love you and they can uh, they can reach out to you in multiple ways but yeah so weights ventures on youtube weights ventures on instagram and um i'm I, it's really a pleasure being on here mo it really was really cool so
1: thank you so much we're gonna have to have you on again and i'm gonna let wait go now because i know he's real busy today but uh for everyone out there listening on itunes Uh, watching on youtube Uh, if you catch us after the fact please check out wade's uh, youtube channel wade's ventures and he's on instagram as well and we'll put all of that down below in the show notes but until the next one and for russ and myself thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next time have a good one guys bye thanks guys
0: Thank you for listening to the Reseller Niche podcast. Show notes and social media links are located at resellerniche.com. Please like and subscribe to us on iTunes.